Cards FM podcast special edition. Tonight you're listening to the special report on the border crisis. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Sunday, May 14th in the year 2023. As I said, we were going to be doing a special report tonight in addition to the regular show after this featuring the issues going on on the border, which is a big deal. Now, before we begin, make sure that you're doing all you can right now to keep your personal protection plan in place. We've got a lot going on. These are dangerous times, and you need to make sure you are well prepared. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS, plus free shipping when you go to itargetpro.com. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTargetPro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS. All right, Patriots, so I want to begin tonight because we're going to get into a variety of reports that we've got on the border, but we're going to begin with our on-person, on-site, special expert, special forces, retired lieutenant colonel, and overall, just Green Beret stud, that would be <laughs> Doc. What's going on, Doc? How are you? <laughs> I'm out here getting uh, chowed down on by mosquitoes about 100 yards from the river. Oh, that sounds fun. I'll tell you. Hey, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's been eerily quiet across the Rio Grande Valley sector. I don't know about the other sectors right now. I've just come from um, uh, McAllen towards uh, Roma. And uh, honestly, it's uh, eerily quiet. However, now they, what you know, there was a there was a huge rainstorm that kicked in a couple days ago, and it, it kind of just uh, sat over us for a while, and it, and it increased the flow in the river, so it slowed down the foot traffic coming across. Now the POEs, uh, the points of entry, the bridges are still moving as they usually do, uh, but I haven't seen the big, uh, big change since forty two lifted. And of course, they talk about eight, but eight's been you know, Title Eight has been going on since I was on the border two years ago. So, uh, in, in uniform, so that there's, that's just a lot of hoopla. It never changes anything in the minds of the people coming across most of them even know what that is. 
So, you know, we prayed for that, right, on the border? Yeah, I remember. Thank you. You yeah, are welcome. Work. That's pretty awesome. So I hear it's like eight and a half inches of rain. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just know that it was it was coming down pretty hard all the way from central Texas. I had to pop back up there and back down. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a torrential downpour. And then you don't usually see that uh, just all of a sudden like that uh, at this this time of year. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Doc, tell us a little bit about what's going on in the political side of this in Texas, the sort of things that are working, not working, the the opportunities ahead. Right. Politically speaking, at the uh, at the gubernatorial level, I would say that there's the, the typical optics and reality side of the house is what I call it, um, where you see a bunch of bunch of troops lifting off on a C-130 and flying to the border. But it's only, you know, uh, 500 some odd troops that are going to do processing. These were these were admin tri- type of troops. And there were some other ones sent down that did have riot gear. They're trained to do that. Um, there's a couple of military police units. Uh, that have been flexed in the past to kind of be QRF. That was to prepare for the onslaught. Is should we get uh, bum rushed on a point of entry? But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, that was over towards Brownsville, from my understanding, and that's open source. I'm not hearing it from anybody on the ground. I'm just watching and just paying attention. And I know these units. I I recognize their patches when I see them on the on the news reports. So politically, that that looks good for a lot of people. I can even talk to people right in town. And in, in McAllen that work in shops and stuff, and they, they have no idea what's going on behind them. Um, now, you get to Roma out here, and uh, it's about 54, 55 miles from uh, McAllen area, which is due west of there, uh, about an hour drive. And the streets in town uh, are filled up with people just sitting on the streets. They're just, just sitting out there. And usually I, I might see two or three uh, a couple years ago, you know, family units walking around but they typically got picked up by border patrol as they would drive around to go process them the problem is in the rio grande valley is that 90 percent of the border patrol were pulled off a day before tidy 42 lifted on thursday and they had five agents five for an area that's 50 miles long of river so it was just not enough to process from the points and the points being where the soldiers are are um allocated out along certain points, low water crossings, things like that. They call them LPOPs, listening posts, observation posts. Soldiers were still there, but the Border Patrol agents were pulled back the day before uh, 42 was uh, was lifted. So obviously, D.C. is playing a lot of stupid games like they always do, trying to make it sound like they're doing more than they actually are. I'm just flat out lying because my orcas is just a lying prick. But uh, yeah, you know, and there's there's the allegations, too, that there was and, and we know this. So we, we I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that things are controlled through uh, uh, encrypted apps. I mean, that that's when I when I'm when I meet these people, and I talk to them doing humanitarian stuff. You know, being a doc, it kind of gives me the ability to talk to folks and, you know, just check on them, see how they're doing. But also I say, how'd you get here? And they're, they're, they're not shy. Here, here's my phone. Here's my app. And on my app is. The instructions on how to get here so that was a year and a half ago i'm sure nothing has changed so the the instructions come from typically an ngo uh we did the homework and figured out that the ngos were linked back to uh either catholic charities um and not necessarily catholic but charities uh, but there were some in mccallan they're still there we're receiving uh immigrants and then uh some of those went back to the uh, clinton foundation if you followed the money back it ended up going back to haiti and these were haitians so it kind of you know, by by uh, just deduction, 
you can assume that uh, that, 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 that that's uh, that's where that's starting from. But uh, this last one, the, the allegations stated that uh, that they were being controlled. So the flow was being controlled, so it didn't look like an overwhelming um, onslaught. So you're getting hundreds, two hundreds. A year and a half ago, about 900 at a point would come across from roughly midnight till about three, four in the morning. So that's why eyes on is the best thing for me. I can't go directly to the points. I try not to, you know, break bend the rules too much. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm here where they come out, and I'm not seeing that many people uh, compared to when I was there last time. So I think the the flow is being controlled based on this communication app, and I think that uh, it keeps the uh, black eye. Uh, not on Mayorkas's face. Now, Doc, that's one interpretation. I'm just going to, because you and I talked about another possibility that this mm-hmm. is really a good guy psyop disrupting Mayorkas and his plan. What do you think the possibilities of that are? Because if you're if you're disrupting flow, you're slowing mm-hmm. down that that migration and keeping them in the mm-hmm. hot sun or in the weather like rain that we prayed on, which was pretty good, and then yeah. and that disrupts their entire CNC, their command and control. Right. So if I if I was yeah on that side of the house on the psyop side of the house, that's what I would do exactly. I mean, and whoever's doing it, if that is that, it's it's masterful, uh, because that is uh, that is making it so that we can control it on this side with the uh, green suitors, and uh, we don't necessarily need the border patrol. We love them. I mean, the guys on the line, they're just like us. They they're not happy with what's happening uh, to them. But uh, you, you get up to the uh, sector sector chiefs, the sector commanders. And, uh, you know, they're being leaned on pretty heavily by Mayorkas and they, they won't say anything. They might say something to you on the side, but they won't, they won't, they, they're still going to put out their orders. So there was a info, he, info wars guy that went down to the border. Did you see that piece? And he was, he was basically confronted by the border patrol, told him he couldn't film there trying to push him away. Yes. All I right. did see that where they pulled the truck in between. That's typical though. Okay. We saw that a lot. They'll, they'll pull a van or something in front of him so he can't see I mean, that's just uh, typical. Right. Once it once so, a boss is involved, that's what happens. All right, that's what I wanted to get. So I, I think this needs to be clarified here because there's a ton of good guys in the border patrol. They're frustrated, but there's some ton of great guys. And this is where do you think that that is happening? Because that's not the normal border patrol response. Oh, where do I think? I think it's 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 the sector chief, uh, sector commander's uh, level. So that's just the. You know, for for here it'd be the uh, the Roma station or the um, would be uh, Rio Grande City station. Um, you know, the one in McAllen. There's another station there, so they're they're populated throughout. You know, about every uh, in this region, about every 50 miles or so, you get another sector, uh, all within this DPS zone. Because DPS, Texas Department of Public Safety, runs the state side of the operation Lone Star. And then the uh, coordinate with the uh, partner forces, so to speak. I don't know that it's partner um, because most of the soldiers are from here. Uh, this, well, all of them are. This is Texas National Guard. This is their backyard, and they're, they're not happy with this. It's hard to get them to volunteer to come back to this mission once they've come off of it. And that's why. Why is that? Why is that? It's the just R- frustrating. Okay, the ROEs yeah. are bad. What, what, is that what it is? The ROEs. Well, it, yeah, it's. Because they feel they feel like it's it's a futile effort, and then and then when you you know your command is run by Department of Public Safety, and you know they're not you know the best tacticians in the world. I'll be honest with you, uh, there are some well-meaning guys there, awesome awesome guys. But once again, uh, 
in my opinion, it's the, uh, you know, the upper level guys that, uh, in this case, in the state's case are being, you know, told directly by the governor's office, this is what I want you to do. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of teeth in it. The governor has declared an invasion on the border. The governor has declared the foreign terrorist organization, uh, label upon the cartels on the, on the, on the Mike side, on uh, the Mexican side. So, and well, and for all intents and purposes on our side too. And so, they're operating in a permissive environment. We're operating in a semi-permissive environment, and that that's not that's not the way you win when you're on your own territory. No, it isn't. I mean, I guess the way I would frame it is: the Department of Public Safety would be seatbelts, and soldiers would be seatbelt free, and it doesn't work <laughs> well, right? So, no, sir. That, let's talk about the Texas law, um, and mm-hmm. and there there is a law in place. I think we talked about it, 1974, that when the governor declares a an invasion that empowers local sheriffs. Is that correct? Absolutely. This is something that uh, one of our, our uh, judges brought to our attention uh, at a think tank that I'm working at and I'm, I'm advising at in uh, Central Texas. And uh, we we ended up uh, speaking to, to some of the sheriffs that are in a coalition and just advising them, giving them the law, you know, because, you know, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. So, some of these sheriffs do. It's just, you know, to get a constitutional sheriff to be emboldened um, once they see it and it's their backyard. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're all over it right now. So that allows them to do exactly what the uh, Constitution says, which is to, to thwart off the invasion. Anything within the means in, within your county of your jurisdiction uh, in order to do that. And so that includes deputizing people. You know, we joked about it, but, you know, the grandma on the porch with a shotgun. I mean, but uh, but honestly, you know, capable people that uh, can be trained up or former law enforcement or former military, the sheriff can can deputize them. Uh, that That is uh, by by the books law and uh, and can be done. So this is one of the things we're 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 trying to do is to uh, to link up people that who want who want to volunteer. We we don't necessarily need groups down here to come down and and. Uh, you know, stand on the line. But if the sheriff deputizes them, absolutely, then we want them to. But we just, we want to do it legally, morally, and ethically. But uh, you're going to get the point where it's going to get to the exigent circumstance mode. And then, uh, you know, it, it may be too late. So I, I, that's why we're, we're pressing on them to, to really look at this. All right. So I'm going to try to paint a picture. And what I want to try to get is a pretty comprehensive understanding of what's going on in the border. Because we're getting so much fragmentation of news. So what I'm hearing you say is that Abbott is, and I know this is political, but the, the way it goes, mm-hmm. Abbott is giving another show just like D.C. He's done more than D.C. by putting down soldiers there that are equipped, some equipped with riot gear, some Texas National Guard. He's put home, home, home players, if you will, on the border. Mm-hmm. We have the yeah. Department of T- Texas Transportation, the seatbelt guys, that are controlling the strategy and tactics, which is about as good as calling a clown in from the circus, but nonetheless. And they're they're restricting a lot of the overall activity. Probably my guess would be because they're more interested in seeing their budgets inflate than doing the right job. And we have Texas National Guard folks that are getting highly frustrated down there because their mission doesn't have the correct rules of engagement, ROEs, to be able to make an effective impact. So in the meantime, 
thanks to God's great storm that was raging down on the border, you have the rising up of the Rio Grande, which have kept people at bay, and the disruption mm-hmm. that's going on with this Snapchat or or whatever it is app that they're using. And in doing so, they've disrupted the flow of the migrants across the border. But in the end of the day, our border is basically open and there is no stopping them when they come in. Is that a fair assessment? You there? Just like that, Doc fell away. <laughs> Doc. Yeah, I mean, every, yeah, everything you said is, you know, we and we've talked about it a couple of times, too. I, I continue to uh, agree with every bit of that. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we got to if you're good, if you're going to declare an invasion, if you're, you're admitting to an invasion, then you have to do something about the invasion. That's definitive. And, that, and, and you can't do it when you're operating in a semi permissive environment. You're we're you know, there there are farmers, ranchers, uh, landowners, stakeholders, 60, 90 miles inside that are being uh, extorted for uh, different reasons and coerced for different reasons uh, by the cartels. And that this is these are our citizens. These are people that we're sworn to protect and defend. So, Doc, and the work that's going on, and whether it's in a uh, a citizens' militia level or whether it's going to be in uh, in the state, the actual official level, you and I know that the only way you're going to track down this is to follow the money, and you're going to have to do some financial research, right? Correct. Uh, that's without you know. That's the. Uh, Open source is, is probably key to any of this stuff. And open source intelligence is just things you can get off the internet with a little bit of a deeper dive and some intelligence, you know, and, and I mean, you know, cognitive uh, capability, capacity. You can do this. It, it's not, it's not uh, going to require, uh, you know, satellites in, in space. Well, I mean, this is, it's pretty well known who the actors are down here. We've been on this border long enough to figure that out. Uh, let's let's get after it. But the, that right there, that those authorities have got to come from the uh, from the governor in order for the National Guard to do it. However, the sheriffs can do the same thing, and they don't have to have that now because the invasion has been declared. So they can create their own uh, cells to uh, to evaluate that, and they can create their own ROEs. Yes. Okay. So yeah, and and they would be they would be like anything else, you know, uh, law enforcement wise. It, it would be stair stepped up as uh, to meet the uh, amount of force or perceived force, or in a you know a, a witnessed uh, felony or witnessed the breaking of the law, they're going to stop them. The problem is he's trying to get the state uh, to actually prosecute, and and because the, the typical story is well, we don't have enough room in the jail, so we're going to give them a. Uh, uh, we're going to give them a pass today. We're going to go ahead and just uh, have them show up, uh, arraign them, and we're going to sh- have them show up two years later. Um, sheriffs are done with that. I mean, for the ones that I talk to. So what can they do? Can they set up, like Arpeo, set up their own jail and put them in there and hold them themselves at the county level? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, so, and some are doing that. It's just uh, capacity is, is key. I think that, that some of the uh, jails down on the border are are overloaded right now with uh because there there is an increased amount of crime uh but i i don't i i do see some cities down there that uh they're just not, they're just looking the other way and then we're talking about le and so you know law enforcement so there's different flavors in different cities you know i mean laredo is way different than uh, mcallen and el paso it's a you know in my book it's it's a it's a lost effort you know because the uh politicians in el paso uh, you know, those are, that's where Beto came from. 
Right? So let's just be talk straight. Well, let me just add something to your intel because um, it's going to break this week or at latest next week. There's been a number of whistleblowers that have come forward. And I, because you and I have talked about this, I've been mapping out how this is all laying down to give a cartel stronghold on the West Coast because they're going to come through Texas, ultimately they're going to flood into Arizona, and the three states on the on the coast, California, Oregon, and, and Washington, are in alignment on three critical policies. They've been legalizing drugs to give the cartels a hold, which they're already in our county, just south of our county. They've been trying to restrict guns and ammo purchases. And they've been, the state is now saying if your kids won't get a gender surgery or want one and the parents say no, they can take your kids away. So that means that they're opening up to child sex trafficking, which is the cartel's biggest win. So it has now come out that our new governor, the uh, the lesbian whore named whatever her name is, I can't even want to say it, but anyway, that one, um, she's been taking cartel money. And it looks like a number of others in our government have been taking cartel money which is reinforcing my point that the cartels now are pretty much owning the political landscape with the Chinese on the West Coast and and the cartels sound like they own the border. All of that said, what is a realistic way forward here that we, you're looking at as, as a soldier, as a special forces soldier, as, as what you're down there on the border with, what is the way forward that's going to bring a win? Yeah, it's going to be follow the money, and and if you do get those whistleblowers, uh, honestly, we're going to have to we're going to have to act on those. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to arrest those people, just straight up arrest them. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, as far as what you're seeing, um, is what you're seeing on the border and in action, and so mm-hmm. I'm going to just. It seems to me that we're moving towards a need to start seeing a breakaway government like the Con- uh, Constitutional Congress. Mm-hmm which happened the, in the colonial period. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that there, there's ways to do that. You know, I'm, I am uh, in close contact with the Republic of Texas a lot more close than people know. And then we'll be, we'll be talking more about that later, but uh, you know, that is a parallel system, so to speak, that has existed since 1836. And it's going to be those types of things that are going to have to stand up should this other thing fall. And, and, and they have to be, you know, uh, capable of, of governing. And so th- those, those things are, you know, they're, they're, they, it's a thing. Let's just say that. It's, it's a thing. So to be clear, what you were saying, cause I saw the question in chat, the people we need to arrest are not the whistleblowers, but the ones that they're accusing. No. Yeah, no, no, not the whistleblowers. No, the ones they're accusing. Well, well, I mean, they, they need to be, you know, due process of law, uh, something that they don't seem to do with us very often, but we, we do need to, uh, we do need to uh, at least get in there and investigate those things. But once we find, uh, uh, you know, the smoking gun, so to speak, uh, yeah, handcuffs go on. And, my it's, book. and it's going to have to be down to the people, too, I think. Citizens arrest is a thing. That's it. Doc, you have a give, send, go, correct? Yes, sir. I okay. sure do. Patriots, I don't think you know this. I'm going to say it. Doc's been running this whole thing off of his own dime. So, Doc, what's your give, send, go? Uh, okay. Let me, let me look it up. All right. Just do this for me. Send it to me and I'll put it up under the podcast. Okay. Just just send me the link and and Patriots. There's a gift send go. I'll put it up under the podcast. You can support doc chambers on what he's doing down there. All of this is on his own dime. And yeah. And it's not just me. I mean, there's some other guys that are involved. We're just, uh, we've all been doing this for the last two years. 
uh, you know, but things run out and disability pay comes in once a month. So we're, we're making ends meet, but, uh, yeah, we, we need to, uh, uh, you know, and I do appreciate you people doing that, but it's, and it's not for salaries and it's not for comforts. Believe me. It's, it's so we can operate. No, like putting gas in your truck. Roger that. And if you ever get in that place again and don't call me, I swear <laughs> I'm going to come down and find you. I swear I will. You never get caught that much. You know I'm right here to help you. All right. Other thing, Patriots, Doc Peters is going to be – Doc Chambers. Doc Peters, Doc yep. Chambers. Doc is going to be at Bart's Fest. You want to be there. You want to hear this man speak. He's awesome. Uh, He's a, forward he, to it. He is a brother in arms. So, Doc, I want to thank you very much. God bless you, man. Um, hey, take care, brother. You too. Have a good night's sleep too. All right. Okay. Y'all have a good one out there. Okay. God bless. Patriots, that was Doc Chambers. And he's down on the he's down on the border, he's doing his thing, and he's bringing the truth to bear, which is what we need more than anything. We need a lot of truth, and I have some other updates as well. So I'm going to play another update. This is one that uh, Doc put up just a little while ago. This is like I think Saturday. So I want you to hear this from him, and then there is a border patrol agent that I that I know that has been sending me some reports. He's not. I'm not going to give out his name for good reason, but I'm going to play some of those here in a minute as well. So just listen to this update that was given. I believe that this was Friday or Saturday from Doc. Border sit rep from the uh, Rio Grande Valley over to Matamoros. Uh, decreased numbers across that zone right now. We also have uh, a slight increase in uh, pooling of migrants to the south side as they're building up, but there's a controlled release going on, a controlled flow, which is being uh, managed through a uh, encrypted app. The uh, perpetrators of that app, are, I cannot confirm who that is at this time. There is an alleged uh, connection to the Department of Homeland Security, uh, who, who is also uh, now deflecting, denying, making counter accusations that uh, it must be the local judges and people that live in the towns where the migrants are coming into. It doesn't make sense. Uh, I know most of them, or many of them, uh, and uh, it, it, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So that's a deflection technique, uh, which then would implicate nefarious uh, understanding of this app. Also, the uh, personal note, give, send, go, uh, pretty amazing. Raised some money the other day to help the uh, operations. 100% of that money goes into operating funds, which is gasoline, uh, and not for personal use, not for food or anything like that. This is straight up uh, just being able to get around and do this job. So uh, it will also assist with uh, future endeavors to uh, aid local law enforcement and uh, municipalities with humanitarian assistance, etc. Uh, in the process of making a 501c3 in order to do that. But right now, it's just good Texas citizens. Thank you very much for your time. Doc out. All right, Patriots, that's Doc Chambers. And they do have a give, send, go. I've got the link. We saw it come up in chat. And I'm going to put it up underneath the podcast if you want to support this. This is the state that we're in. This is like right back into the revolutionary period where we have Patriots supporting Patriots to fight against the evil empire which is this the, the face of the evil empire looks like a, the pedophile, um, the number of pedophiles that are around the world and the you shall eat the bugs type people. And they are out here completely trying to undermine our country. This is a war against our sovereignty and that needs to be understood. 
and the politicians, every one of them in D.C., is complicit. And that's another Maybe thing. Whoops, hold on a second. That is that is something you have to realize, is that we, every one of these people is complicit in this, in this insurgency in trying to destroy our nation. They, uh, they watch what's going on in D.C. Nobody is is doing anything. They're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop while you have 750,000 migrants ready to walk across the border. Now, to highlight what we are talking about, I believe it's WhatsApp is what Doc was saying, but this is really bizarre. And this is a, it's just, just a theory. So please bear with me, but it's important to understand. It doesn't make a lot of sense of why you'd want to reduce the flow of migrants. It's possible that you would be doing that in in the flow of migrants to try to make Mayorkas, who you have already heard my sincere feelings about him. He's a, he's a Luciferian hand puppet. Um, it may be done to minimize the blowback on him, but there's also another possibility because what you're hearing when you hear things like that, that is a classic psyop maneuver. And that could mean that there are some good guys somewhere, which would be nice to think that there are, that are actually fighting for the country and keeping these migrants confused. That chaos is exactly what's, what, what happens. Now, in, to em emphasize, too, we did pray Wednesday and Thursday for rain. And I want to really drive this home because I have had so many texts. People are telling me, they're like, dude, there is rain on the border. There was eight and a half inches of rain across the entire Texas border after we prayed. That is amazing. So we got to keep those prayers up. And these are warfare prayers. This isn't like, oh, God, please give them a hug and God, please let the nice migrants in. We're not doing that. This is war, straight up war. So we use our prayers as warfare and like take authority. Exactly. I saw that in chat. Take authority. All right, Patriots, I want you to hear this. This is a really good breakdown of somebody I know that works down on the border. And this is a breakdown of Title 42. Really important to understand. Gents, so just left the station, give you guys a quick little update of what's kind of happening on the ground. So, um, Title 42 went away. First, a couple things on Title 42. Title 42 wasn't really doing much anyways. So uh, we have a program called UIP. It shows about how many illegals we let in every single day released into the country on their own reconnaissance, uh, recognizance, uh, versus the dudes that we sent back to Mexico or other countries. So Title 42 is only specific to certain countries in uh, Central America. Um, so yeah, so for about, like for a couple days ago, we landed in 5,000 and 3,000 got sent back under Title 42. So it's always still a constant flow of um, five and more thousand people every single day getting released into the country. So that's Title 42. The reason why Title 42, as I'm sure all you guys know, was effective under Trump was because he had remain in Mexico, RIP, uh, remain in place policy also. So it applied to everybody, right? So if people come over here, we could just bust them straight into Mexico. And that's what was the biggest deterrent for people because nobody wanted to come and stay in Mexico for a year or two years until they waited for their asylum claim. Since remain in Mexico went away, we are overran with all of these illegals now. So we are only sending back the people that are under Title 42, those countries outlined in Title 42 back. And everybody else from you know, China, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Colombia, uh, insert blank of whatever shithole country that's sending us their best, um, those are just getting released to the country. Moving on to what Biden's doing now um, in Mayorkas, it's all a bunch of, what it seems like, it's just all a bunch of hot air and just saying things to say things, right? To make it sound like, hey, 
we're trying, we're doing something. So what we're gonna be doing now is supposedly um, pushing people out under Title Eight. So for Title Eight, basically, if you did not claim asylum at the first country, so if you came into, if you flew into Mexico and you didn't try to claim asylum there, uh, you're not eligible for asylum in the US. Same thing in Panama, wherever else. Sounds all you know good and stuff, but we get back into the same thing that we're having under Title 42. If we are getting overran with people, which we are, it is absolutely insane what has happened right now. We cannot process people in Title 8. Uh, there's just we don't have the ability to. So what's going to happen is what was happening before uh, Trump, you know, instated remaining in Mexico in, in Title 42 was that um, we're just going to be releasing people, and it's going to be even worse now. So now what's been happening in Title 42 because at least still a chunk of those people were going back. Um, now what's happening is every country, every country, Mexico, all the Central American countries are coming in. And we don't have the manpower to process them and give them plane tickets back to where they're coming from. So everybody's going to get released to the country. So we're not even processing people the way we did before. There's no more criminal, um, like an FBI hit going in on them. They're just getting input in the system. A quick background check is being ran on them. And then they're going to probably be started released at like just released. Uh, the family units will still be going probably to the NGO hotels because that there's no room for everybody else. But everybody else is just going to be kind of just like, hey, you're released to the country like that's it um because we don't have the manpower to send them back so title eight is just a bunch of hot air you know, we've lost all um control of the border um and with as they're flooding in and stuff like that they're just going to get start being released on their own recognizance to the trolley station train station wherever wherever station the the sector stations are going to pick the little location where they're just going to drop these people off that's what's going to happen people are just walking around aimlessly on the freeway and the streets uh they're going into people's houses right now and taking their outdoor furniture and taking it back to the little holding area that we have for them and setting up their little uh, you know brush cities uh people are dehydrated there's no food uh we're predicting that people are going to just start passing out and dying at this point and bodies going to start stacking uh, there's this uh, NGO called Border Angels. Supposedly they're going to start bringing food to the illegals. But um, it's a shit show. And like I, I said, it doesn't seem like it's by accident. They're doing it all on purpose. Um, and these people are just going to... There's going to be no tracking of them. There's nothing. No, no notice to appear. Nothing. That's what we're predicting right now. Unless something changes besides the hot air the Mallorcas and Biden have said of Title VIII, uh, these people are just going to get released and there's going to be no way to track them and they're going to go wherever they want. So that's that, gents. All right, so you're kind of getting a perspective now. This is a great guy, and he's he's providing as much information as he can. I also want to add something else because I asked him very specifically about some of these reports that border agents didn't want or were not being allowing filming. And this is why I asked Doc Peters that question, or Doc Chambers, not Doc Peters, Doc Chambers that question. And that is because... What is really happening is it's like the the senior dude on the scene that's playing the game with Mayorkas that's trying to prevent it. The border agents, for the most part, look forward to when the press comes because it gives them an opportunity to really show what's really going on. So there's a lot of really good people down there on the border. And it's, I know that there's a lot of frustration, and we all feel it. I know that there's a lot of frustration of like, why don't you just stop them? Why don't you do whatever? This is a really difficult moment for a lot of them because there's just in the sense of their job, what their, what their authorities are, and what the consequences are if they violate it. So there are some real 
pinchers going on is I'm learning more about this as well, okay, because I've been very vocal about those things. There are some real difficult moments for all of these agents, and they're doing their best right now. So I'm just going to ask that as we continue to go forward to really keep our prayers for the agents. I don't need the supervisors. They can go. But the agents are important to really keep that focus on what they're trying to do and really kind of biding their time and hoping they get some change in policy or that they hold out long enough until we get a change in the seat of the office of president to where something can happen again to make a difference. But again, difficult times. Now, there's another part of this that's really important to understand, and it's how they've declassified or they've reclassified the illegals as random pedestrians. Take a listen to this. Last thing I wanted to reiterate is that all of these people, you know, held up in these invasion cities, as I call them, the people on the streets in El Paso and all and throughout the whole city, uh, the 800 that are on the border wall here in my station, the instruction that's came out is these individuals are not in custody. They are to be classified as just a, a random pedestrian encounter. So they're, they're, not, they're not in custody. They can leave and walk away at any time. And them being not in custody, well, we're already not searching their stuff. We can't even search them. And we weren't doing it anyways, but now we just can't. So, and again, why that's important is for Title VIII, somebody has to be in custody. You have to process them. You have to do, um, you know, you have to charge them with stuff and do an emergency removal on them. And whatever other administrative procedures need to happen, they have to be in custody. So, if you're not putting people in custody, you, you can't make Title VIII happen. So... That's the other thing. All right, so these are important details that is why I'm doing these shows because we're trying to get the details of what's really going on. You have to have the ground truth to appreciate what the real challenges are down there. Now, on another slip of this, without people like this great border agent that are down there that are passing back information, we aren't going to really know what's going on. And so we're at the mercy of a mainstream media, which is like the left hand of Satan, and then we have a bunch of other conjectures and conspiracy theories running around here and people that aren't getting any sort of ground truth. And we're ending up with all sorts of strange narratives popping out of there, even like, oh, it's really, they're just, you're going to make them all come in. And this is literally one of the narratives. And they're all tagging them and they're tracking them so that they know where they are. And then they're going to sweep them all up and send them all back. That is like one of the most retarded narratives out there. And, oh, yeah, guess what? It came from Patriots. Yeah, sorry, but it did. And it's this is the sort of things that we just can't we just can't deal with. We've got to get to the ground truth. Okay? We need a lot of prayers for our for our strong border agents down there to try to do the right thing. We need to understand that our support for them gives them confidence to do more bolder things. Okay? That's very important. They're isolated. They don't have no idea. That what they're surrounded by is an administration that literally wants to put them in a in prison if they violate the law. And then, you, of course, you've got a bunch of NGO retards down there that think that everybody in the world should be crossing the border because apparently, according to NGOs, everybody's a victim. That's just a typical leftist garbage. There's no concern for the human sex trafficking. There's no concern for the child sex trafficking. There's no concern for the kidnapping of children that are being brought up, etc. And these guys are seeing it. You heard the comment made about the, the people's dying or being dehydrated. The other day, the report I got down there on the border is they had a woman miscarry right there. Then they had an 11-year-old girl with, I think the number is, and you ready for this, 
52 or 59 different semen samples inside of her. Let me get the number again. 11-year-old girl. Patriots, this is atrocious what's going on down in the border. And what you're seeing here is this is a cartel-run ring. That, like, With that thing, they've got a ring that they're paying people for. That means people are coming in to pay to have sex with a little girl. This is ugly as can be. And our government has its hands deep in it. So until they start speaking out against it and banning it, they're not doing it because they all know they're going to be they're going to be led to the altar or led to the altar. <laughs> yeah, led to the uh, gallows if they do. So if you are looking at if you're really trying to figure out who's guilty in our government, my answer is who's trying to stop and fix the border crisis in true sense and really concerned about children. Who's doing that? And why is it there's like no discussion about child sex trafficking in our nation again? We know why. Because every one of them in one way or another has been compromised by it. And they all know that if the truth comes out, that they will all hang for it. So time to get the truth out. I'll do these shows as often as we need to on Sundays if I can put together the information, but at least tonight we've got a good benchmark to go forward in the week on and try to keep things focused and learn more about the truth of what's really happening down there. Most importantly is to keep our prayers up for these men and to also continue, men and women on the border, and to continue to keep our prayers up for spiritual warfare on that border. So Patriots, with that said, a couple things before we close. The regular show, Peace Be Still, will be after this show. This show will close at the top of the hour. Peace Be Still will start up as a new show. So just bump on over. You'll be right there. And let's do a prayer. Father God, we are coming to you tonight, and we're declaring our authorities that we have before us and was given to us to be able to now take back certain territory and domain that is being controlled currently by Lucifer and the father of lies. Father, we continue to pray for mass storms and rain on the border. Wind, heavy rain, rising up of the Rio Grande, making it difficult to impossible for those to cross in any other channel than the, than the narrow crossings of the bridges. Father, we pray for an absolute disruption of the enemy, breaking down of communications, the gagging of their communications in their tongue, the silencing of their evil. We pray for those that are being victimized by the human sex trafficking. We pray for the children. We pray for the women. We pray for a hedge of protection around them. And we pray that they can find safe haven, whether it's on this side of the border or on the other, and be separated by their coyotes, the sicarios, and the cartel itself. Father, for those that have dealt with the cartel, that are selling out this nation to the cartel for the sake of money and power, and allowing this child sex trafficking to occur, they're allowing the drug trafficking to occur, and whether they're working with the cartels or the Chinese mafia or the Russians, we pray that for the for the all those criminal elements, whether it's the mafia, the the mafia elements, or the government officials or private citizens themselves that are involved, we pray for massive judgment, judgment on their lives, difficulty, breaking of their finances, disruption of their family of their family units. Massive stress, awakening and revealing of who they are, exposure to the public so people know. And we pray for a rising up of the righteous fires within people's hearts to be truly angry at what is going on here and to take a stand, to be vocal, to be heard, 
and the call for immediate and absolute justice upon this land. Father, we also pray for the border agents on the border down there that are working hard, diligently, trying to do the best they can, trying to get truth out. We pray for that more will start to share truth, that we'll be able to hear more voices of what's going on, to raise that up. And Father, we ask for your blessings on this channel alone to be able to continue to push out the truth farther and farther for people to hear, and that all of Bard's nation can continue to carry that torch to bring the truth into the communities, to awaken people to the crisis that's going on at our border. It's not just evil. It's the, it's the devastation that's happening to lives that our government is absolutely complicit in. So, Father, again, we pray for judgment on those that are involved. We pray for mercy on this nation, and we pray for the mercy on those lives that are being turned in upside down because of this evil trafficking and evil drug movement that is happening on our borders. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, keep those prayers flowing. I'm serious. This is probably one of the moments here where we become most clear as to what our authorities are and how important it is for us to pray. I will put the link up for Doc Chambers and his Give, Send, Go, which supports a group of them down there that just basically covers operating costs, is what they need, and to continue to support them in an effort. Keep in mind, this is as it was when this country began. Citizens standing with citizens, citizens doing the right thing, and providing the support necessary for the new guard to take control. We are back in the colonial era. We are in Revolution 2.0. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you in about 12 minutes at Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising 
that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 